From Quoted Studios, this is Blank on Blank, distributed by the public radio exchange PRX.org. I'm David Gerlach. In the fall of 1966, John Coltrane was living on Long Island. He had a modest house on a quiet tree-lined street with his wife Alice and their children. And one afternoon, Frankowski took the train out to interview Coltrane. So Coltrane picked him up at the station, they drove around town, and they stopped to talk. Here's the tape. Do you live far outside of uh, wherever we are now? Well, I guess I'm about four or five miles down the road. (laughs) (laughs) You really sound like farmer John. Well, yeah, man, when I come up here and I have to do all, get everything I'm going to get, I got to go to the store and do all that because I don't want to come back up here. This interview with John Coltrane comes to us from the fantastic Pacifica Radio Archives, and it originally aired on KPFK FM Radio in Los Angeles. Coltrane died less than a year after this interview was recorded. Where do you play at home? Anywhere. There's a room over the garage out there that I'm getting fixed now. I think it's going to be my practice room. You know, sometimes you build a room and it ends up you still going to toilets. I don't know. I hope I like it. But I keep a horn on the piano, and I have a horn in my bedroom. My flute's usually back there because when I go there, I'm tired, so I lay down and practice. About how many hours a day do you play, would you say? Not too much at this time. I find that it's only when something is trying to come through, you know, mm-hmm. that I really practice, and then it's, 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 I don't know how many hours all day. I, I did a foolish thing. I, I got dissatisfied with my mouthpiece. <laughs> and I, I had some work done on this thing. And instead of making it better, it ruined it. And it really I, it discouraged me, you know, a little bit because there were certain aspects of that, of playing that certain fast thing that I was reaching for that I couldn't push because I damaged this thing. So I just had to curtail it. <laughs> But at that moment, it was so vivid in my mind, the difference of what I was getting on the horn. As soon as I put that horn in my mouth, I could hear. I could feel it, you know. So I just stopped. I just went into other things. In fact, surprised one of the reasons I started getting uh, dissatisfied with that tenor mouthpiece, see, because the sound of that soprano was actually so much closer to me in my ear. And I didn't want to admit this damn thing, because I said, well, the tenor's my horn. This is my favorite. But soprano, there's still something there in just the voice of it. And I can't, it's really beautiful. Awesome. I really like it. People I was staying with have a friend, a young lady, and uh, she was uh, downtown at one of Malcolm X's speeches. And lo and behold, who should plop down in the seat next to her but John Coltrane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you impressed with him? Definitely. Yeah, I felt I had to see the man. I was quite impressed. Uh, some musicians have said that there's a relationship between um, some of Malcolm's ideas and the music. Well, I think that uh, music being an expression of the human heart or of the human being itself does express just what is happening. The whole of a human experience at the particular time that is being expressed. In any situation that we find in our lives, when there's something that we feel should be better, we must exert effort to try to make it better. 
And so it's the same socially, musically, politically, in any, in any department of your life. I think music is an instrument. It can uh, create the initial but thought pattern, that the change, you see, and the thinking of the people. I feel I want to be a force for good. You know, I want to be a force for, for real good. In other words, I know that they are bad forces. You know, I know that there are forces out here that bring suffering to others and misery to the world. But I want to be the opposite force. I want to be the force which is truly for good. One and only John Coltrane. You can hear the full interview from 1966 on our website, blankonblank.org. It's just a wonderful listen. Uh, On our website, you can also watch the animated version of this episode. That's our series with PBS Digital Studios. We do want to thank uh, the Pacifica Radio Archives for collaborating on this special episode. We hope to bring to life more from their amazing collection in the months ahead. As always, Imi Drozdowska produced this episode with me, and please do check out what we're uncovering and sharing on Instagram and Facebook. The handle is blank on blank, all one word. All right, that's it for now. I'm David Gerlach. Keep listening. What were you looking for, John? Do you want some cigarettes? No, I'm just look. sitting up because my back is wet. I'm just yeah. trying to get up. Um, I don't have any more of my prepared questions to ask you, or my improvised questions to ask you. <laughs> I don't know when I'll ever get the chance to sit you down with a tape recorder <laughs> Do you have anything else that you'd like to get on here? Uh, I think you know, well, you just about covered it, I believe. Just about covered it. Mm-hmm.